You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The IRS has opened an investigation into the tax-exempt status of a charity funded by pharmaceutical companies. The agency is exploring whether the patient assistance charity called the Chronic Disease Fund is a conduit for its corporate donors. In court papers, the IRS said that donations from drug companies are nearly all returned to those same companies as payments for the drugs that patients take. Joining us to help unravel this is Robert Langreth, Bloomberg News former reporter. Robert, explain how these patient assistance charities work? So it, it turns out if you're on, on Medicare, as a patient on Medicare and other government programs, drug makers are not allowed uh, to directly uh, pay for that patient's copayment if they can't afford it. That's viewed as uh, potentially an illegal kickback. Uh, so what's happened uh, is these, uh, a group of charities have sprung up to help patients who can't afford it pay for their, their portion, their co-payment of very expensive drugs, $100,000 drugs for cancer and multiple sclerosis. And the controversy is over whether uh, some of these charities uh, may be uh, too close in some way to their donors. As it turns out, they've created uh, very narrow disease funds where most of the money ends up going back. Uh, and these disease funds may be funded by just one or two drug companies. And most of the money ends up going back to patients taking those drug companies' drugs. And now it turns out uh, the IRS is looking into one of these charities, the Chronic Disease Fund, uh, and looking to see whether, you know, does it deserve tax-exempt status? Uh, and the IRS has done an analysis, and it a, we found it in court papers, showing that 95% of $129.3 million the charity spent on copayment support in 2011 went back to patients taking drugs made by its donors. So um, what is it that would be potentially illegal here? What is the IRS looking for? Are those numbers you're talking about enough to make a case, or do they have to find something more? Well, it's not clear exactly what the IRS is going to do, but they do sometimes, uh, you know, declare, uh, have findings that, you know, a charity is no longer entitled to tax-exempt status. We talked to some tax experts who said, you know, what the IRS appears to be looking at is whether this charity was effectively really operating as a marketing arm, essentially, of drug companies and therefore doesn't deserve its charitable status. And, uh, you know, in addition, totally separate from this, uh, the, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office in Boston has been sub- sending out subpoenas to a whole bunch of drug makers looking at their donations to a variety of these charities. And that appears to be a whole separate investigation that's going on. In court filings, the charity, the Chronic Disease Fund, said its board is fully independent of its donors and no company has the ability to select or influence the diseases or medicine covered by its copay assistance program. 
If it can prove that, will it be able to keep its tax-exempt status? I mean, yeah, that, that's definitely what they say, and they, they have a um, you know, very uh, strong position on that you know, in the papers. And, but they went to court to try to uh, block the IRS from getting access to records of six of its drug company donors, saying it's overly broad because the IRS wanted like, all the records from these drug companies, including emails of them talking about donations. And they went to court. The fund went to court to try to block this. Uh, and so, but if you What just, happened? Did they block it in any respect? Uh, so that's still going on. It's still unresolved. What I've been told is, you know, that 98% of the time, you know, these efforts to block it are, are unsuccessful because the IRS is basically entitled to that records to do its due diligence and, and inspections. Uh, but if you look, you know, it was one of the very interesting things we found in some of these court papers. The charities are very uh, secretive. They're not allowed to reveal, you know, who their donors are and where the money's uh, where the money's going. And in these court papers, the IRS did an analysis. And for example, there was a at this chronic disease fund, there was a multiple myeloma fund to help multiple myeloma patients. And Celgene, a maker of a hundred thousand dollar plus multiple myeloma drug, was like the main donor to that fund. And ninety eight point four percent of the copay support went back to patients taking Celgene drugs. And it went on and on down the list like that, where there was one or maybe two donors. Uh, to a, a fund at the charity, and almost all the money bit went back to patients taking that company's drugs. So, so Bob, is that because either with that example or some other, is that because there's only one good, or, or, or you know, there, there's only a couple of good multiple myeloma drugs, and and Celgene happens to make all of them? Why could it be that all the money from a fund for a particular disease? ends up going back to uh, just one company. You know, what appears to be the case is that these, you know, when these funds are set up in kind of a very narrow way, they're earmarked for very specific diseases, and exactly as you said, it just turns out there's only one or two main drugs in those diseases, and that happens to be the donor's drugs. But they're set, you know, they're set up in, the, in this very narrow way, and I guess well, a question that the IRS may be looking at, as well as a question separately that the DOJ and its own investigation, which is much broader and unrelated, might may be looking at, is you know, you know, was it a was it a, any kind of wink wink? Were they looking at you know, were they set up in a way that, hey, everyone knew there's only you know one or two possible companies in here, so it was kind of a loophole in a way around the rules. And that may be a question that's being looked at. Without these drug company donations and what may be a loophole, would a lot of people be unable to buy these incredibly expensive drugs for cancer, multiple sclerosis, and other diseases? Well, you know, what what could happen, and, and this is the reason, uh, uh, you know, if, if donations dry up to some of the, these funds because drug makers are worried, uh, you know, that that you know, there could be legal questions about them. Uh, if they dry up, what drug makers may have to do, and they don't want to do this, they may have to put more people on their free drug programs, give it away. See, what's, what, what drug makers, or what everyone thinks the critics say drug makers love about these programs is they raise the price of a drug to 100000 150000 a year, and then they you know, pay 10000 or 5000 to some of the, you know, per patient in some of these charities. It helps p- keep people on the drug, and then they can charge Medicare, the other you know, other 140000 So it's a great deal for them. So at what stage, about 30 seconds, do you know what stage the investigation is at? Is it just beginning? No, we don't know. We do have a sense that it's been going on uh, for some time now, uh, This the, uh, the IRS probe, uh, because they, they started looking at the 2011 year. And so 
And there was, uh, in 2013, a big controversy with the chronic disease center where they had to replace their board. So we think it's been going on for a while, but it may be because of this legal activity, it may have been intensified recently. And we've been told that, you know, at some point, because what the IRS, if the IRS declares them, you know, say they don't get tax exempt status, there could not only be years of back taxes plus penalties. At some point, it could become very expensive uh, if the IRS has a good case for the chronic disease fund not to try to settle it. Thanks so much, Bob. I admire you going through all these IRS statements and these kinds. It's a very tricky, tricky investigation. That's Robert Langrith, and he is a Bloomberg News former reporter. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, with the headlines about President Trump, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has been operating under the radar, and he's dismantling large parts of President Obama's legacy in law enforcement. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CarterEconomicForum.com.